Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is when it starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. Titus 3, 3, remember our past sinfulness. We ourselves were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving many different or divers, lust and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. We must be careful not to be too hard or critical on unbelievers. Remembering what we were before God saved and changed us should help us to be more understanding towards those who do not know Christ. Titus 3.3 lists seven deadly characteristics of an unbeliever, which sadly to say are also seen in the hearts of many self-centered believers, even after they have been forgiven of such self-centeredness. We ourselves also were sometimes foolish. You know, foolishness is not only bound in the heart of a child, but in teens and adults as well. Let's never forget what we were and be thankful for what God is helping us to become. The word foolish comes from two words, one meaning not and the other to exercise the mind. Foolishness is a choice. If we do not study God's word to gain his wisdom, we will continue to live and act like a foolish individual. Solomon was not afraid to paint a vivid description of a foolish person for all to see and to be warned. It is not a pretty picture. He despises wisdom, the foolish does, and instruction. He hates knowledge. He grieves his mother and enjoys devising mischief. He is right in his own eyes and quick to anger. He hates to depart from evil, is deceitful, is arrogant and careless. He rejects his father's instruction. He does not understand wisdom. He has a worldly focus and grieves his father. He hurts his mother, does not consider discussing any viewpoint but his own. He provokes others to strife and anger by what he says. He has a smart mouth and usually gets him in trouble. He is quarrelsome, contentious. He's a spendthrift. He speaks of foolishness. He trusts his own heart. He cannot resolve conflicts and he gives full vent to his anger. Yeah, all of this is listed in verses throughout the book of Proverbs. It also reminds us that we should not be disobedient. Disobedience has the idea of being unpersuadable, disagreeable, and unfriendly. A disobedient child rebels and refuses to agree with his parents' authority. A disobedient adult refuses to submit to God in much the same way. You know, God gives three passages of Scripture that teaches little kids and big adults to obey uh, any and all authorities. How should we do it? Quickly, sweetly, and completely. Quickly, children, obey. Obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Sweetly, honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Completely, children, obey your parents in all things. This is well-pleasing to the Lord. Then we have the word deceived. Deception by those who disagree with God can corrupt a good character. You know, God warns us against those who try to deceive us and the thinking our sinful or selfish choices have no negative consequences. What we sow, we will reap. Satan sends an army of deceivers into our world with one giant deception in mind. They say that Jesus did not come in the flesh. Therefore, denying his virgin birth, his perfect life, his sacrificial death, and his glorious resurrection. Before we acknowledge that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and the only way of salvation and forgiveness of sins, we too were deceived. We need to be thankful to the Lord for opening our blinded eyes to the truth that has set us free from all this deception. Next, our text mentions serving diverse lusts and pleasures. Slavery did not disappear at the end of the Civil War. 
While unbelievers are in constant bondage to sin and its penalty, believers are often enslaved to habitual addictive sins, mostly sins that satisfy the flesh. What some call liberty or freedom to sin is actually bondage to lust and desire. True freedom comes from the grace of God, which gives us the strength to say, no thank you, to sin and temptation. Peter nails it with a classic verse dealing with enslaving sin in 2 Peter 2.19. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are slaves of corruption. For by whom a person is overcome, by him also is he brought into bondage. In other words, freedom is promise, but they are still slaves to sin and corruption. We are a slave to whatever controls us. It is our choice who will be our master. The phrase living in malice, what does this mean? How would you define this? Malicious intent. Malice is a desire or an intentional choice to do evil to someone in order to hurt them. Malice is more than the action. It is the self-centered thinking or vengeful motivation behind the action. It is a desire to get back at someone. It is an intentional longing to make the targeted person hurt and suffer. It is selfishness personified. It is satanic. It's devilish. It is the heart of a bitter, self-centered individual. And then he has the phrase living in envy. Envy is never satisfied. Envy craves more and more, and the craving never stops. Envy is not only wanting something that is not yours to have, it is wanting what others have and wanting them not to have it. If we want to search our hearts for envy, we have to ask questions, some tough questions. What do I want that God has not already given me? When will I be thankful for everything I do have without craving more? At what point in my life will I be completely satisfied? These are tough questions. Then the phrase also, uh, hateful and hating one another. We live in a world of hate. Hatred is one of the most self-centered sins known to man. We are commanded to salute one another, greet one another, be kind to one another, bear one another's burdens, pray for one another, serve one another, submit to one another, to esteem one another, comfort one another, consider one another, and love one another. Not to hate one another. Is there anyone on earth you hate and refuse to forgive? The more self-centered we are, the more we will hate. The more Christ-centered we are, the more we will love. Again, we must be careful not to be too hard or critical on unbelievers. Remembering what we were before God saved and changed us should help us to be more understanding towards those who don't even know Jesus yet. Don't be deceived. Be thankful for all that Christ has done for you and continues to do. Lord, thank you for your salvation and life-changing grace. We all are such a mess, but you love us. Thank you for your work in our hearts. Hey, time's up for today. Today is the day the Lord made. Let's rejoice. Let's be glad in it. And I hope that you have a good day.